In this episode, Justin Goss shares his experience growing up in an abusive adoptive home, being humbled by Andy Minio, and new music. He also sings and breaks down Good Lawyer, Old and Gray, Too Good, and Farewell Fear in the four song breakdown. Because we've told his testimony before, he's gonna do a quick clip notes version of his testimony. I am Gilika Brown, and this is Testimony, a Musician Story. But what's up, you guys? My name is Justin Goss. Um, I, I was born and raised in Fairfield, California. I grew up in what they call foster care. Um, I was adopted when I was um, 12 years old and um, had a rough life, uh, dealt with um, a molestation at a really young age, been abused um, really bad at a young age. Um, and um, so I, I played sports uh, growing up. Uh, I sang a little bit. Um, I traveled with the uh, Lion King play um, for a little bit and got kicked out because I did the moonwalk on stage. That's a whole funny story. I cannot wait to tell you. Uh, I did the moonwalk, do an excellent stage right, and just got felt lucky. But anyway, um, and so I, I've been singing real young, playing sports real young, and you know, and um, when I was 18, I was uh, almost forced to choose um, in the middle of college. And so though I still end up going to play baseball in college, I still um, wanted to pursue singing big time. So I was leading worship, not never having my own music. And then I got connected with, uh, Mr. It's the black Knight, And, uh, my life was way better because of, uh, because of it. He was freaking a little kid. And I felt like I was a hot shot cause I sang background for some dope, big popular artists. And he humbled me by playing me some beats. And, uh, ever since then I've been doing music ever since I think it was 2011, 2010. Yeah. 2010. Oh, that's crazy. Yep. Um, yep. So Brandon P, if those of you mm-hmm. didn't get that, it's a black night. Mm-hmm. Basically played a major part in you being the musician that you are in CHH right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um we we did the same because I was the first project he's ever worked on outside mm-hmm. of his own stuff in like some like family, like freestyle situations. And so I'm not acting like he's never worked with anyone before me, but it wasn't nothing really, really, really completely serious. Yeah. And so when we, we start working, I think he was 15. He was like 15. And so, um, and then, and from there, we just built something that was crazy. You know what I'm saying? And so, and that's when I was like super CHH sounding. Now my sound is definitely not CHH. I don't know where I stand. <laughs> Christian artist, I guess that's all. I don't really <laughs> I think got. there is a CHH sound anymore. Mm. honestly yeah, it's a it's a yolo sound say what <laughs> yeah. you wanna say yeah. what you wanna baptist church <laughs> yeah okay mm-hmm. so if you want to hear the full version of justin's story we do get into that in his um testimony musician story episode from back in the day so you can go back mm-hmm. into the archives and hear that um but how do you think that being in the foster system and then being fortunate enough to be adopted like um played a role in who you are today well i mean it played played a ginormous role um because i wasn't I mean, it's a weird situation because I wasn't like in the system, quote unquote, right? So I wasn't like from house to house, like a lot of people's story is. I was with one family my entire life. Um, and so the the abuse and all of that stuff was in this one family. And so there's a lot of love and there's a lot of hurt, you know what I'm saying, that happened. And so it really just kind of shaped, it shaped completely <laughs> Who I am, and even even for some of the reasons I was told I was adopted, is it can be really hurtful if I decide to just believe. I mean, it could be true, you know what I'm saying. But if I decide just to walk around with the belief that people only adopted me just so they can get paid more money and get me on medication, so they can get more money, I mean, it could be hurtful. Um, but I don't. I no longer want to just believe that. I'd rather just say thank you, Lord, um, that I wasn't forced to go into a system that could have been even worse than you know the abuse I was already receiving. You know what I'm saying? And it's not just, it wasn't just sexual abuse or physical abuse. It was also mental abuse. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember, I remember, like, I mean, it was so, it would happen all the time where we would all be at the mall and it'd be me and my cousins with an aunt or uncle. And they would introduce like the, the nephews and nieces like, oh, this is James. This is Peter. This is Sally. And that's my mom's foster child. 
You know what I'm saying? Mm, yeah. And I'm like, I've been in this family when I was since I was two days old, not two years old, two days old. So this, I am, I am all they know, just like that, just like, just like their, you know, blood uh, relatives. Um, but I would always be ostracized as their mom's foster child, even amongst some of the foster kids. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And a lot of it, I, I feel like, was a lot of jealousy because my adopted mom like favored me like crazy. I got whatever I want. I could cry. I get whatever. I was a spoiled brat. And so they always like brought me down by saying I was the mom's foster child. And so like that alone, that mental, that mental, uh, that mental abuse and that verbal abuse really, really just kind of held me down for a lot of my life. And it made me into um, a try hard, somebody that always wanted to win people's approval, try as hard as I can to get people to like me. And all it did was it got people to like me at first and then people get annoyed by me really quick. Because I always was like, whatever I had to do to get you to like me, I got to keep doing. So if you like my music, I got to send you my music every day. And it's like, yo, and this is not me now, but back yeah. then for sure. Like, yo, what do you think? You still like me? You know what I'm saying? And so, yeah. um, so that was a, that was a, a really, a really, really big struggle that came from that, that um, disassociation, you know what I mean? where I felt like I needed a group of people. And that's why I started so many groups. Like I started mm-hmm. RPSMG with Brandon, right? Yeah. And, and, and then I, I was, I, I quit out of that day, day near right after our first album. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because even though there, there, there was issues, but the fun, fundamental issue in me, right? I, I can't talk about everyone else and everybody else's testimony, but the fundamental issue in me is a lack of the security in who I am. So, and, and if, if I wasn't being puffed up and being put on a pedestal, if, if, if no one was saying it right, no one was saying, Justin created it, he put everybody together, he created the name and the mission and da-da-da-da-da, if you even pretend like Brandon created it more than me, I was feeling some sort of way. Got it, like, okay. Like, Yo, I, I, the need of affirmation was nasty, you know what I'm saying? But I'm so, 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 so grateful of, uh, of God's uh, divine protection over my mental because that started to become the death of me. And um, I shared this in an interview that I just had. There was a time where um, Brandon, he was playing drums for Andy Mineo and uh, um, uh, Andy invited us uh, all backstage and my, and my guy brother was playing keys for him and we was all vibing. You, you know, I'm funny since I'm, I, well, I try to be funny. At least. I'm loud, <laughs> right? I'm like, ah, da, 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 da. so I get back there and, you know, especially at that time, Andy was always going viral with some funny clips and all that stuff, right? Even before him and words play were funny. Like he yeah. was funny. That's what we knew Andy for. And so I'm like, yo, I'm funny too. We put it be lit. We put it, you know, have a situation. And then I um I was recording uh I went as soon as I walked by, back there, I started recording him and like trying to like have a moment. And we did have like one little situation. He got a little views where he's like, yo, and he's like, you're no like, yo, yeah, whatever. And but but I kept on going. And then uh, okay. they're like, oh, we got pizza backstage. And I'm like, oh, it's lit. We got pizza. Da, 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 da. I'm, on, I'm on a thousand because I feel like I got that, like, that connection. He's like, yeah, this food. Da, 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 da. But then the next show, he brought me in and sat with me one-on-one. And he just was like, yo, I think you're super talented, bro. You're a dope singer. Like, you're this, you're that. And he was like, but, dog, man, the other day, bro, you were, like, all over the place. You had the camera all in my face. You were doing this and doing that and doing da, 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 And it was like, if I didn't like you, I just would you wouldn't just be able to come backstage and I just wouldn't talk to you. But I do mm. like you. I think you're dope. I think you're this. But, like, you want to tour with these people. You talk about the truth. You talk about Mallet Music. You talk about how dope these other people are, that you're just as good and you could tour with. But if you bring that same energy that you bring back there, you don't know how people are going to feel. So then you do two stops to the tour, and then people are like, yo, we need to get them off this tour. We ain't vibing with us. You know what I'm saying? And so, like, thank God for, you know, even though we're, we're the same age, but thank God for people that have the foresight to say, Hey, I see your talent, but if you continue to act like this, now I don't act like I'm the thirstiest person in the world, but certain people just like their peace. And if I'm coming on a thousand, yeah, I'm coming since you know it. (laughs) Yo, what's up? You know what I mean? Now my purpose is a lot different. My purpose was always to get people to like me, but now Um, my purpose is to really, really try my best to be a light because people are really hurting. Yeah. And, and who's, who's going to show them in spite of pain, they can still have joy, but somebody who's been through as much as I've been through. So, yeah. Well, I mean, that's dope, though, that, one, you were able to receive that information. Even yeah, it went I'm down sure like that. I'm sure yeah, it was it went hard. Down like nails, I was like, mm, I felt so. <laughs> I was in my head, I'm like, sucker, we the same, man. I'm trying yeah. to 
I done tore with Genuine, Alicia Keys, Guaple. I'm yeah. like, in my head, I'm like, what you done? What you done is little? This ain't nothing compared, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I, I, my facial expression, hopefully he knew him up on my face. I was pretending to receive it, but it was hard. But you did. Overall, yeah. eventually you received it and you you adapted to it and you acknowledged it. And now here you are, you know, years later being able to look back and saying how you were able to change. I mean, because they could have went a totally different way. Right, we could have fought in there. Yes. <laughs> Who are you talking to? <laughs> I'm going to hey, who are you talking to? Yeah, you could have had a little blurb on Rapzilla. Yeah. <laughs> Andy Lee. Like, backstage. <laughs> like, you could have been that guy. Like, right. <laughs> so, um, heck yeah, heck yeah, heck yeah. So I, I kind of said a lot, but like, that that all growing up from dealing with all of that, like, you know, all that turmoil and everything like that, it it, it helped people see later on, like there is some good there. That is a very useful gift, mm -hmm. but you have to learn how to culminate it better to work best for you so you don't come off desperate. Yeah, for sure. And I was desperate Baptist church. Like, <laughs> everybody like me, please. Oh my God, I'm so, I sing. I sing so good. I can write too. Yeah. You see I wrote for kids. You know what I mean? I find myself just like bragging every step of the way, just walking around the room like, hey, you know, I wrote uh, this hook in the what's name for Kaylani. You know that song crazy? <laughs> I wrote it. Okay. How much did you get paid for it? I got played, but still. <laughs> I got played. Can't you hear? Can't you hear me? Can't you hear my style on that? You know what I mean? Like always yeah. the, the need and desire to be affirmed because I always felt like I wasn't worthy enough to be where I was. And do you feel like that still slips into your life now? Yeah, I mean, constantly because it's that constant men mental battle. Like, even in my new situation, I'm not full-time staffed at, uh, at my church. I am now, but pretty soon after this situation is over, I will be. And I was talking to my wife and my sister, like, man, I'm just trying to learn how to, to remain connected without losing, first of all, remain remain connected without being the only one calling people right you just like hey what's up and everybody you're just building building that way and you don't leave even room for people to connect with you you're just mm -hmm. connecting with them yeah, yeah. and so it's like god help me that i don't go to that place where i'm only calling people and people never reach out to me and people because if if you always call people then that's what they're always going to expect he'll call yeah. he'll call because he calls and, da, 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 da. and so it's just like learning that and, and using wisdom on even what I say, you know what I mean, in those seasons. So this slips in, but, you know, I'm, I'm praying that, you know, in, the, in this season, well, I'm knowing that in this season, I'm going to have my eyes attentively open so that I can see, you know. And th those battles I'm talking about are years ago battles, you know what I mean? But those little hints, them junkers be coming up like, hey, are you good enough? You should send this person this song that you think is tight just so they can build you up, you know what I mean? Hop on live so everybody can be like, you're so tight. Like, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. knew it, but I needed the affirmation. And so that's something I was freaking, man, when this quarantine happened, I'm talking about I was on live showing every song, just like feeling, you know, it's just the, the, the anxiety of the loneliness that an extrovert feels when you have to be, you know, stuck in the house. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I was looking for every piece of it. And my sister was like, it's looking ugly. Like, <laughs> stop doing it. Stop. Stop doing it. Because I know, like, everybody doesn't know because there's some people going live and showing music, and it's not always the deepest thing. But I want to be great. Like, be, a lot of people want to be good and okay people. I want to be great. I want to be great for my family. In order for me to be great, I'm going to have to hear some things that I don't always want to hear, but they're essential for my own personal growth, you know? And so people, hey, I'd be like, call me out. If I'm looking thirsty and looking trash, you better tell me. <laughs> Don't lie to me. <laughs> so. Well, again, that's cool that you allow people to call you out. And how do you allow God to work within that? Man, 100%. Like, you know, when the Bible talks about uh, some of these things only come out through prayer and fasting, like, that's where I live. You know what I'm saying? I, I live in his presence. And, and that's what we're 
well, like I said, just piggybacking off the conversation that me and my wife and my, my little sister Chastity, uh, her album is the second year at Soulfire. But anyways, and so uh, um, my little sister, she was just, she was really, really on me. Like, she was like, I hear what you're saying, but it's, it feels like you're internalizing it and you're not really giving it up and you're holding on to the fears of what you can do. And so this morning, I really, really, my wife, she woke up and she was on fire. She was praying. I was like, ooh, that's sexy, you know. But anyway, she was praying and I was like, I was like, I was like, Lord God, baptize my mind so that I don't get so consumed. Baptize my mind so I get so consumed with you and not so consumed with me that I ruin relationships by trying not to try too hard, right? Because you could like, all right, I'm never going to call people. It's like, what? Like, that's not you. That's not. So it's like, God, allow me the grace to be patient enough with myself while you teach me, while you prune me, while you cut off these certain branches, while you let these leaves go, while you, you know, because I'm still processing from a lot of hurt from a previous church that I was at. And that I don't want to bring that same energy at a new place where it hasn't been that at all. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, so yeah. And you mentioned you're at a new church. Um, yeah. Where are you at now? So I'm at District Church in El Dorado Hills. Okay. And yeah, lit. how long have you been there? So honestly, it's been like two months. Okay. And um, when you say it's lit, describe how. Why, well, um, man, like the culture is crazy. Like, you know, um, it's not a uh, it's not a heavy uh, racially diverse church. And so it's a lot. It's a um, and they want to get there. Right. They want to get there. And um, and I want to be a big part of like creating that diversity, you know, because I bring me like you're not going to get a uh, whatever version of them. You're going to get Justin. Like I just kind of always yeah. bring that. And so. Um, what it looks like there's it's not confirmed because we have to wait till the season to be over to kind of get details of exactly what I'm gonna be doing. But looks like I'm gonna be doing some youth stuff and some worship. And so uh the atmosphere has been amazing. I mean when me and my family went there and my kids don't be liking people's churches like they don't. <laughs> and and it's not because the lighting is dope and the sound they see that they see me do dope and big shows like they're they they can care less. That does not woo them that much. But when we left after I did worship on the first Wednesday that they had my daughter was like, please, can we just go to this church? Like, I don't want to go. And I can make that almost made me cry just now. She just was like, this is the church where I want to be at. This is the church where, like, I really feel like they probably have kids my age where I can just learn about God, you know? And, you know, my daughter, she's one of those people who's like, Dad, don't tell me. Please, can somebody else tell me? Like, she's that. She's that 11-year-old. Yeah. And we have such a dope team that desires connection so much, and it means the world to me. Because, you know, when doing ministry is just a job, it's just a sad, sad, sad place to be. And so to be at a place where, where they can afford to pay you that something that's going to bless your family, you know, and also the community be great. And that's been the best part, you know what I mean? For my boy, Troy Lee, we just released a song called Farewell Fear. Um, and he's the worship pastor there at the church. And I mean, he brought me in. And, oh, he's a worship and, pastor know, at this church. Yeah, he's a oh, yeah, okay. at district. Okay. Yeah, and he um he he was like one of the biggest catalysts for like, yo, I need Justin here, like, and just like I'm not used to that. I'm used to like going into buildings and then coming and visiting, and everybody's like, oh, he's just kind of doing too much, and like you know, always having something hatery to say. And he was like, yeah, we're different, and you know, and even after church, people were trying to you know, hear my testimony. So I shared a small test piece of my testimony and, and people were like lining up, trying to talk, chop it up with me. And he thought it was dope. And you know, usually people would hate like, mm-hmm. they're talking, what they, what they talking to him about or da, 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 da. And they were like, man, yeah, man, your testimony is amazing. Like, I want to talk to you. You know what I'm saying? And so yeah. that's something different for me in church. And so, yeah, I'm just like, I'm in, I'm in love with the community right now. We've even been able to connect with people because we've been, you know, pre-recording services and people have been like reaching out and, and want to get connected to me and my family. And it's just like, you know, I'm not saying that no one's ever reached out. Like, I don't want to do that. Like, I've toured, I've had some cool things happen. Um, but like when it comes to like church and working for church or at a church, I've never experienced this amount of love and selfless mm-hmm. kind of connection where it's like, Hey, I just want to be connected with you. I feel the spirit of God all over you and I want to bless you. And I mean, we've been blessed so much since we've been here. I mean, people just randomly like, Hey, we want to bless you with this. And it's like, 
why? Like, <laughs> because the Holy Spirit told us. And then it's like, hey, we want to bless you with this. I'm like, stop. <laughs> stop <laughs> like, with your blessings. Crazy. Stop with your blessings. You know what I mean? But no, um, it's just been it's been a real blessing. So shout out to Pastor CJ Reed and uh, Troy Lee and everybody, all the squad up there at District Church. And that's cool that even in the middle of this pandemic, where a lot of people feel disconnected from yeah. church and the church family, you mm-hmm. feel connected. Super connected. Yeah, big time. Sweet. Okay. Mm-hmm. And um, how has this pandemic changed or affected your life? Well, I'm an extrovert, so being at home is trash. <laughs> we got we got to do uh, homeschool. That's trash. And um, but I, I think I think the blessing of it all is we've been able to see a lot of those areas that even with me and my wife battle with, and so we've been able we we had no other choice but to work it out. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so like it's been moments where it's like big arguing and frustrated and bickering and all this kind of stuff, and you realize like yo like yo we're not connected as much as I thought. You know what I'm saying? Because we need if if all we need is space from each other, it's like. Why are we not connecting? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Why do we feel so much better when we, we, when we have space? And, and then we talk to each other in increments of time. And so I'm being super honest because I can't help myself. <laughs> A lot of people wouldn't share that. But that that's, that's what it's been, honestly, um, for, for us. So it's been a lot of learning, um, a lot of processing. And I've recorded over like 15 songs since the whole thing. There you so, go. Yeah, so I've been going crazy in the studio. I got a, I got three projects we're gonna drop in the summer, and so me and my management team we're they're super super duper excited, and we got some possible big ginormous situations coming down the pipeline. So I'm excited. So it's been a blessing. Uh, period. Cool. <laughs> and speaking of projects, uh, you mm-hmm. mentioned your little sister earlier, Chaz. And mm-hmm. I saw um, on IG talking about you guys, the young BB and CC. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so is there something in particular that you guys are working on? Yeah. Um, so so um, my first project, and I'll, I'll, I'll announce it here, is going to be called um, um, Underdog Summers. Okay. And so I'm going to have it featuring some of my like favorite artists. That I feel like people are just sleeping on just like, it's crazy that these people are not like famous and touring hecka big. And some of them are. So like, I got like Aaron Cole um, on there. Um, I'm looking to have some other big artists. I don't want to name people until yeah. they send that verse. But, um, um, but so I'm going to drop that. I'm going to drop that project. So, so it's going to be a compilation album. Nope, it's gonna be mine. It's just okay. gonna have features on it. Got yeah. It. Okay. And so I'm gonna have like Aaron Cole, um, Jared Sanders, um, I don't know, some other cool people. So praise God for that. Uh mission's gonna be on there. And then um and then I'm gonna drop a project uh maybe like a month after called uh, Young BB and CC with uh my sister Chastity. Um she's the greatest of all time. So um uh follow her on Instagram at the Chaz Singer or at the singer Chaz. I just said it backwards. Anyway, and so I got I got I got a project with her. It's gonna be like six seven songs that we're doing, produced mo- mainly by my bro uh, Jan Hunter Jr. Shout to Squat. And then I'm gonna drop a project maybe two months after that called Me, My Friends, and Worship. And so I'm gonna have some um, some of everyone's favorite worship leaders on that project or worship artists or whatever they call themselves <laughs> um, on that project. So it looks like I'm, I'm gonna be having like Melinda Watts and then some big people hopefully from Maverick City um, on that project. And then um, and then I'm gonna drop my main project in about September. So we got a bunch of music coming out this uh, this year, a bunch of more music videos, and uh, we're trying to hit we're trying to hit this summer running because we I feel like even though this might have this is absolutely the worst beginning of any year that I've ever experienced in my life. You know what I'm saying? Outside of my adopted mom passing away, like this was the worst. Kobe Bryant died. I mean, that shook my. I was depressed. Like yeah. like honestly, just depressed, wanting to go meet with a counselor i was so depressed and uh, i realized he was too much of an idol to me but it's it hurt yeah and um and uh i'll be just busting myself out so much anyway um, (laughs) i mean you're very um self-reflective that's awesome yeah yeah and so (laughs) so it was rough but i really believe that the the end of this year is going to be the best year uh, ever for a lot of people and so uh, and i want one of those people to be me and so my new squad, everybody who rocks with me, everybody who's following me now, we're the underdogs. 
and um and we and we walk with it and i'm an eagles fan so we're the underdogs as well so so yeah and so like that's i really feel like this year is going to be dope and and i'm i'm proud that you're starting back up and getting things going because you was going crazy you know what i'm saying and we know life happens but i I believe i believe this is going to be the rekindle and i just pray over you in jesus name that you're able to connect with some of the bigger artists that can create widen the platform you know what i mean because right now there's a lot of people that's just chilling at the house so i just pray that you're able to do like a dope interview with like somebody like kb um like uh aaron cole like the social club you know what I mean? Maybe even Lecrae and F, you know what I mean? Yeah. To broaden that because if you have maybe maybe one of them, like it can broaden it so much. And so I just pray that over you in Jesus' name. Well, thank you. And you can probably help mm-hmm. with the Aaron Cole. You know what I'm saying? I could, for sure. <laughs> I can, no, I could. <laughs> I really could. That's why I said his name. I'm like about to send him a text like, yeah. <laughs> so cool. And what's up with Red Letter? Uh, that's over. That is over. It was oh, like, no. you know, I, I, um, I've been, I've been starting groups over and over and over to fill that family void. And it's, they've, they've failed every single time. And some of them have felt worse than others. Um, but I'm grateful for the season. I'm grateful for the relationships that were built, but I am also grateful that it's over. Groups are so hard to manage and to do. And I was writing and recording mixing and mastering everything and that just is such a burden so hard and a lot of times you're taking for granted so much you know what i mean um and for me it just was like thank you god for the season but also thank you that it's over because father god it just is rough (laughs) doing groups so why do you feel you still need to fill this family void when you indeed have a family of yourself you have three kids you're married Yeah. Well, I think, I think a lot of that because the red letter has been over for maybe like a year and a half now. Um, but a lot, a lot of that stems from never feeling like you had something like you had something, you had people that wanted you, right? Like mm-hmm. my wife, right. Is, is a part of like somebody that wants me. Right. Cause she mm-hmm. obviously haven't divorced me. Thank you. Jesus. Hallelujah. But I'm all slouching down, but, um, but, but my kids can't help that I'm their dad, right? Like, mm-hmm. it, as much as I was in foster care and they told me my mom was a prostitute and I was kind of, I still wanted her. Like, I yeah. still would have tra- chosen her over anybody in the world with all her prostituting, drugs, smoking. I would have taken her. Yeah. And so, like, my, that little boy in me always desires to build people around me that are like, just as my guy, this is my brother. You know what I'm saying? Um, and so, but I think, I think the Lord for really just using a lot of my mentors around me, um, that always tell me the truth and push me to tell myself the truth. That's why I always just kind of blurted out my own personal self truth. And so the Holy Spirit has been really delivering me from that. Um, and so shout out, shout out to my wife. She affirmed me yesterday because I know I like battle with that and battle if my loved ones see that I'm no longer living that way anymore. And she was like, well, you don't even do that. And I just like because I know that I was big hungry for like, come on, these are all my brothers and this is who I'm with. This is my squad. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because after I got saved, everybody I was close with, I was in click with, I can't hang out with them no more. So uh-huh. then now I'm, now I'm in a group with a whole nother people and that, you know, in my head, I'm like, bro, they not, they don't know how to dress. Anybody got no swag. Like we was always swagging. You know, the girls yeah. was on us. You know what I mean? So like we had our little click like that. And so like, I've always tried to find a way to fill that work that my like my click that I had with the church, and so instead of like appreciation what appreciating what I did have, I treated everything like it was high school. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then speaking of social media and <laughs> being on IG live all the time, um, yeah. one cool thing that you got going on IG is the Too Good Drum Challenge. What's up with that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that was lit. So it's it's finished now. Um, we had some dope drummers uh, do it. It was lit. So we had um, so basically, I did a drum challenge for my song "Too Good" that I put out uh, last year. That really didn't get a book. People get just slept on. I'm like, song is fire. Like, <laughs> why people sleeping on it so bad? But you know, that's what happens when you're the underdog. You know, I mean, people kind of like, oh, I see you got a song out, but they'll never listen to it or never really share it. And just kind of look at it and be like, good job, Justin. I never heard it, but I'm pretty sure that if I would click it, I would hear it, but I don't want to click. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, and so, 
um, I just was like, man, I'm going to try to do something inventive, especially in this season. I know everybody's kind of chilling at the house. And, you know, and a lot of churches don't have the budget to, you know, be paying musicians and all that kind of stuff. So I want to create a cool way, especially since I played drums a little bit gr- growing up um, uh, to give give drummers opportunity because drummers are the most n- needed, you know, musician. Um, and sometimes they're overlooked and underpaid. And so I was like, yo, how can I create something for them first? I'm going to do something else really cool, challenge. I, I'm going to figure out exactly what I'm going to do. But I think I'm going to do like a, uh, a new arrangement challenge for okay. my new song I just put out uh, yesterday called Farewell Fear. And so they like, you would have to get your band together. We created in, in like the winner, the mm. best one gets like, best one gets like $300. You know what I'm saying? The Wait. best arrangement. Yep. So it went good. Um, uh, um, and uh, we, we selected a winner. And, uh, but I had some of my famous drummers do it. So that was like super dope. Like I had pocket, the pocket queen, she did it. Um, I had uh, Aaron, um, Aaron Smith. He's a popular drummer. I had my boy Josh, uh, Josh Green, uh, Jan Hunter, and uh, some other super. Oh, my boy um, Dominique Campbell. Like I had some really, really popular drummers do it. So it kind of took on a life of its own. So hopefully we we see a return on that. As far as you know, we got a our following went up, but not so much of our interaction social media wise. So hopefully we see a a boost in that coming soon. Hopefully. All right. Cool. Mm-hmm. And speaking of music, so we have a four song breakdown that we do and it's for the artists to either in your case sing or recite a verse mm-hmm. a particular song and then and break down the song. Uh, tell us anything that you want to tell about that. Oh, yeah. Song. Um, mm-hmm. For you, if you wouldn't mind doing Good Lawyer, Old and Gray, Farewell mm-hmm. Fear. And if you have one of your choice that you want to throw into the mix. Oh, yes. Lit. Heck yeah. I love this. This is fire. Okay. So we'll start with, um, we'll go back. So mm-hmm. we'll start with Good Lawyer. Yeah, that's my job. Uh, if there's a particular verse that you wouldn't mind sharing with us. Then. Yeah. So um, the first verse is, let me find the key. Mm, my name. I had to find the key. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it goes, uh, drag my name through the dirt. Right? Yeah, yeah, it broke me. Hey, I admit it hurts. Cause I'm guilty. But you stepped in, came to defend your grace. You give, I don't deserve it. Right? And then, of course, goes, you're the good lawyer, the way you fight for me. I don't have to fight anymore. You're my strong tower, the way you protected me. God, you're my shield and my sword, the good lawyer. Right? And so the reason why that part is so important to me is because for so long, I personally played the victim. Right? Mm -hmm. And it was always like, Everybody's hating on me, and everybody is la, 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 la. poor me, right? And 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 this time I de- I decided to admit what was being said, right? For for whatever reason, like, oh, you are, um, whatever, whatever people would say, right? And I decided that this time what they said was true, mm. right? So that's why I said, drag my name through the dirt. Yeah, it broke me. I admit it hurts because I'm guilty. So, like, what you said was true, and I'm guilty. But God stepped in. He came and defended me. His grace, he gives, but I don't deserve it because he's the good lawyer, you know? And so that was one of my most profound written songs because I never heard a concept like that. We hear it in church. Lawyer in the courtroom, you know what I mean? (laughs) But you don't hear it in that way, you know? Yeah. (laughs) And I had somebody kind of fighting me. He was like, that's not biblical. I'm like, anyway, I don't even want to talk about it. It's so annoying. Hold on, hold on one second. I'm doing an interview. God bless. So, so yeah. I, um. So when I was when I was writing when I was writing it when I was writing it, I really wanted to write from a perspective of that honest, like, yes, I'm guilty, but His grace is for me too. You know what I'm saying? Yes, I've fallen, but His grace is for me too. Yeah, He still protects me. Yeah, He still guides me. And there's so many things like if we were to all in the world be honest from from the pastor to the center of sinners, if people were to see everything that we've done they would have a, a complete different opinion of us right now. But God has shielded us from a lot of things so that, um, so that he can get the glory. So I love that song. It's a good song. 
the video is dope too. Uh, yeah. If anyone hasn't seen it, like it's in the yeah, it's crazy. Where did you shoot that? <laughs> we shot we shot it in Death Valley, and we also shot in um we shot it in Death Valley, and we also shot it in um uh Bodega Bay. So the first part, man, it was crazy. My bro, uh, Johnny, shout out to my boy, Johnny. He is the, oh my God, he is the best. He is like the cinematography is like a whole nother level. Um, but we, um, we, we had this idea of shooting sand dunes. I wanted to wear this long trench coat with this whole thing. We had like soul swag. And then I forgot to buy the trench coat. So we <laughs> out of it with that. But man, we got out there with a gazillion degrees and, but we really wanted to do, we really wanted to show and we went all out we're trying to show a man that is trying his best to navigate through life um and figure out what's most important and in the end that's when i like i'm basically i walked through the sand dunes and through the sand and then we we then we went to tahoe excuse me went to tahoe as well so i was able to walk through like the snow and and it transitions pretty well from the sand into like you still you see the mountains where the snow is as if i'm walking there then it transitions into the snow and then it transitions into where we're at this weedy place and we're more at a flat ground where you see the water in the back and then i basically walk into dinner with my family and it was almost like this is my tra- this is my traveling through my mind. And there's a lot of small things that details that people don't see. Like I have the umbrella and have my same outfit on the whole time. And I, the umbrella is God's protection. God's God's blocking out all the things that 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 are really harmful. As I'm walking in this desert, in this snow, and this rain, and all the things like that. Then I also have uh, my suitcase with me, and it represents the baggage of life. That no matter what you're going through. You have both and they both work for God's glory because if people are able to see your baggage a little bit, they're able to overcome themselves. That's so good. Ooh, that is so that good. Was, <laughs> that was freestyle. Freestyle. I can preach that. I can preach. So good. Anyway, <laughs> All right. So that was a good lawyer. Let's go yeah. on to Old and Gray. Wow. So every single year I do a song for my wife okay. for her birthday every year. So we've been married for 10 years and I've done 10 songs. Right, and they would gradually got better because they used to be. Tra- <laughs> I used to like. I used to do it like after my session with Brandon. So like, I'll just go on freestyle. Like, oh, you're my baby, and you are my world. You my shining light, shining light, my girl. Right, I just would just freestyle, yeah. and there was there was some ones that was tight. You know what I mean? There was some ones that was tight, and um, but this year in particular, I mean last year. Um, my wife was depressed. I'm talking about just, I mean, the most depressed I've ever seen her. It was really sad time. And, you know, she felt like not worth it. She felt like this, felt like that. And it was just killing me um, that I that I felt like I couldn't do anything. You know what I'm saying? That I couldn't help her. And so toward her birthday around December, she starts, she's coming, coming out of it. And, and the Holy Spirit is like with her and, and things are going, things are going a lot better in our marriage in general. And she just, oh, um, having a tough time, and um, and so I wanted to do a song this year that reminded her that she meant everything uh, to me, and and that no matter what. So the verse goes: uh, Brown skin, pretty eyes. First sight, I was hypnotized. Still can't believe God gave me you. Right. Uh, Ten years of three kids. Don't know how, but we did it. By the grace of God, I still have you. Right? One song, we lost some two. We fussing and we fight, we do. But every day is still I do. And the chorus goes like this. Yeah, we've been through hell and back. Cold summers, we had them, babe. But if I'm going to freeze, I'm going to freeze with you, right? Yeah. Even if I'm old and gray and I can't remember my own name, one name I won't forget is you. And so I wrote that song. Beautiful. I wrote wrote, wrote that song, like I said, as a reminder, because I met this couple I met this family and they, um, and I ended up meeting their parents and they were hecka old and um, no, no, like really old. And they've been married for a gazillion years. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, the daughter was telling me their testimony, basically like they don't remember us. They only remember each other. That's going to make me cry. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so they're like, they remember 
She remembers that he went to Vietnam. She remembers like all these little small details and they basically live like that's where they are and they are stuck at that place together. Mm. And they, she makes his coffee. He gets up and gets his coffee. He reads the, almost the same paper almost every single day when it's new. He doesn't want to read it because he can't like remember. It's such a yeah. beautiful story. And so basically he's like, they don't remember us. We have to like make them remember. And then they start letting us do stuff with them, but then they will slightly forget, but they never forget each other. And they go on the same exact date together. Um, and so um, I just was like, that's what I want. You know what I'm saying? Like, I love my kids. They're fire. They're funny. They're so dope. And maybe one day they're going to be rich and want to take care of us and praise God for that. But if, if I had to leave this earth and die with one person, it would be her. Yeah. You know what I mean? I wouldn't pick my son. I love him. He's fire. He's heck of funny. Oh my gosh. He's so good at Fortnite. Oh my God. <laughs> right. I love my daughters. They're so beautiful and they just know me. They know when I'm sad to come and rub my back and, and if, if, if I'm trying to scratch my back and I can't get the itchy spot, they are going to come and just, you know, even before their, their mom, they're going to be like, here, dad, there it is. Is that it? Okay, let me go right here on the clavicle. Like, they just know my situation. <laughs> but there's nobody on this earth greater than my wife. Not a man or a woman greater than my wife on this earth. And so, like, if I'm going to, like, and so that's, and that's why I said, you know, we, uh, um, if I'm going to freeze, I'm going to freeze with you. You know what I'm saying? And even if I'm old and gray and I can't remember my own name, one name I won't forget is you. Um, she's my she's my girl. That's precious. And the video, that that was shot oh my surprise, right? Yeah, so so look, so that and that journey, Johnny again, he <laughs> Oh my god, when he said it to me, I bawled like the first edit, like no color grade really. I was, <laughs> I was sick. And um, and so basically the video got ruined, right? Even though it's still good, it got ruined. We were gonna be shooting at the Palace of Fine Arts, right? We were supposed to be shooting this like fake photo shoot, right? My wife knew we were shooting a video for the song. That was not the debate. That was okay. not the thing. She did, was surprised. She didn't know I was going to repropose to her. And that was our 10 year anniversary date okay. that I did that on and I repropose to her. It was so beautiful. And so, and I wish you could have got it, but Asia was like, I'm not going to cry. I'm not. I'm like, bro, like you're ruining. I know it looks horrible because you keep just cry. <laughs> 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 and so like we were headed to San Francisco to go and shoot and it starts storming raining it was all bad we looked at it it was going to be raining until 5 o'clock it was no way to shoot out there so we had to adjust we ended up shooting in in Sacramento and we went to a museum out here and uh, shot illegally <laughs> and so we were like oh we're just <laughs> hallelujah and we repented <laughs> after but uh, anyway so we we uh we ended up shooting in there. We shot at um some like candy like some custom candy place in uh in downtown in the old town uh, Sacramento area. And so um, walking her uh you know sending her home so we can get everything decorated and all lit right um at the uh, in front of the church or whatever. We um I pick her up. I had her all blindfolded. She had no clue. And I had the kids be our uh, the kids were our servers um for the thing it was just Aww. magical it was magical and she just she was crying she was crying before i even proposed when the kids wait so you set all this up with the kids serving and all that at yeah. short notice no 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 we um the kid that that was already gonna be shot i was reproposing to her at that same place that was happening okay that all, was all the beginning earlier day stuff was okay in san francisco like we got to be on a trolley like everything you think is romantic on a trolley yeah. getting spaghetti like all the things we had to plan out but god had another plan and the video came out fire still okay cool mm -hmm. all right well let's move on to something new okay we got farewell fear yeah farewell fear with Troy Lee. yes so um so it goes, so this, um, so I'll sing it and then I'll give you a breakdown. So it goes, uh, hello fear, it's about time we speak. Cause you've been holding me back and no, I can't live like that. So take the chains off me, yeah, yeah. So grab your things and move on. No more living with you. We've been together for too long. This breakup was overdue. Uh, right? And I'm going to sing, I got to change the key so I don't scream the phone off. So it goes, uh, I've dreamed of a life of peace and fear you were not there. And I've seen miracles from God you were not there. And I've heard of a joy that my God gives, fear you cannot live. 
Here you cannot live, so you're no longer welcome here. So um, I wrote that song after um, I was no longer working at this other church, and it seemed like it was just going all bad. And I was like, God, I'm going to trust you. I'm not going to rush. I'm not going to just try to find another church job and do that. And God just opened up a random door that just should not have, like, it makes no sense. Mm-hmm. I was doing a point break at a church. Then I end up meeting the drummer who introduced me to the worship pastor. Then the next week I'm singing at the church. Then the next week they want to hire me. It was just crazy. Like, yeah. it just doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. I walked in a building, looked at my boy Desmond. Shout out to my boy Desmond, the GOAT. You feel me? Um, my boy Desmond, I was like, bro, I'm going to do worship here. He was like, yeah. <laughs> he, did, he wasn't feeling me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> And I ended up getting booked the next one. It just was a God thing, 100%. And so I just was, I was convinced that even in the midst of a calamity that I wasn't going to receive and walk in fear. I want to be cautious. I don't want to be stupid, but I'm not going to walk in fear. And so uh, in the midst of all that, um, I just decided to make, write my breakup song with fear. So shout out to Kirk Franklin, who has the greatest fear song ever written by any person that ever was alive. Um, uh, That, hello, fear. Right, and so I was super inspired inspired by that song one gazillion percent, and I wrote it in my own cool way. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't half as eloquent, but we <laughs> like when we get when we get to the hook. When I was writing it, that um that uh, I've I've dreamed of a life of peace and fear. You were not there, and I've seen miracles from God. You were not there. And I've heard of a joy that my God gives, and fear you cannot live. Fear you cannot live, so you're no longer welcome here. Like in my heart, like you're you're no longer welcome here. Like you cannot live yeah. here. And so, so like that song means a, a heck of a lot to me. Maybe I'm doing an interview, my love. So I want you to go ahead and let the Lord use you. But I want you to go ahead and just move, move, move right out of my life. Move, go, money. I'm really doing an interview. God bless. Yay, <laughs> yay. Yay! Okay, yay! <laughs> she said, "Bless all y'all." <laughs> Thank you. We received that. We received that. <laughs> she is the funniest person in the world because I drank all her Gatorade, and she's like, she keeps walking around. She's looking at me like, "I'm like, go." I've been in here. She's like, "All right, well, bless all y'all." <laughs> I got this thing when I diss my kids. I'm like, "All right, God bless you. God bless you, God." When I'm cutting them off, and so that's why she tried to. Anyway, she's funny. She's sick, dude. She's hilarious. Shout out to Avery. But uh, but yeah, that song, that song, that song, Farewell Field means a lot to me. And so we just released it. Distro Kid is struggling right now. They only have it on like Spotify and um, Amazon. But hopefully everything, um, you know, at Google and Amazon. So hopefully soon it'll be released on all platforms and I'm going to go crazy with the promo. Oh, cool. cool. And mm-hmm. do you have a fourth song you want to do? Um, I got a song called Too Good. Um, I'll do the bridge, oh, yeah. right? I'll do the I'll do the bridge and I'll do the chorus. So it goes, uh, um, uh, only God knows how I made it here, right? Uh, got my wife and kids, all my friends in here. Yeah, life is hard just to make it clear, but I'm still standing, no complaining here. Cause I got breath in my lungs, mm, check. Raising my job, ooh, flex. Family looking good, mm, bless. We can never lose, yeah. Oh my God, he's been so good. Cooler than the drop top, old school pop lock. Can't stop, won't stop, good. Got me dancing, hit that ditty box, smelling like a can't stop. You've been so good. Like mama's cooking after church, putting in work. He's been so good, right? He's so that song that song is so fire to I don't know why we were sleeping. It's such a happy, just like, hey, hey, have you ever had a friend? That, oh, I'm doing the verse. There you go. Yeah. Your verse goes, uh, have you ever had a friend that was there when you called with the world in his hands? Yeah. Have you ever had a friend turn water into wine, give sight to a man? Yeah. Have you ever had a friend love you no matter what? It was with you to the end. Right, hey, to the end. I got that friend, no doubt about it. There's angels all around me. The whole world will bow. Ain't no doubt about it. Yeah, he gave his life for us and left some leftovers. His water overflowing. That's why we toast for him. 
Yes, yes. Bro, yes. that and that whole breakdown at the end is communion. He gave his life oh. for us mm. and left some leftovers. Mm. Right? That is his body. His... <laughs> and so I said, because <laughs> I be doing some stuff sometimes, I'll be like, how did I come up with it? So I said, <laughs> he gave his life for us, right? And left some leftovers. That's his body. His water overflowing is his blood. That's why we toast for him. That's why we take communion. Mm. It's so good. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Bro, but I tell you, I was so late for this show that I had because I was writing this. <laughs> it was heck of far. It was so far, and I was like, I, no, it wasn't a show. I was like doing like a um, recording some doing recording some music. So I had to bring all my studio gear and uh, bring it all the way out to heck. Of, where is it? It's heck of far. It's like two hours away, and uh, didn't pay me nearly enough. But praise God, and so. <laughs> I um I was like I had to get I had to get the song I had yeah. to finish my my thought like I had to finish my thought I had a Zoom uh, meeting uh, earlier and I had to put it on pause because I had to finish a song I will I'll show it to you after just okay. like, mm -hmm. cool, cool. all right well is there anything else that you feel we should know um, any projects songs. Merge, no, I kind of spilled the bean earlier. Got it all. Okay. Yeah, like I said, any anybody that agrees with me, anybody that ever feels overlooked or felt like um, that you were never good enough or people try to put you in a box and tell you what you can't do, you are now part of my family and we are the underdogs and we will never lose. And, and um, the last shall be first. And, and it's not about a vain thing, is that we're chosen for it. And so if anybody that's listening to this is struggling with any of that, hit me up, let's get connected because we are a family and I don't have all, I don't have all of the answers, but God does. And we can get through this together. We can get through those insecure places. We can get through those hard times with God. And um, I'm excited to see everybody win. I'm excited to see all the victories um, because the fact of the matter is we can't lose with God, so. Right and how are you connecting with God during this pandemic? Man, prayer. <laughs> For real, man, prayer. And, uh, and just trying to see, see God through everything, right? Just like, because it's really hard to see him through the trials, but man, I've been through hell. And so it's like, I know, I, know what, I know what pain does, and it's the greatest teacher. You can't learn from the, the sunshine and the rain. I'm sorry. It's yeah. just not possible. I mean, that's why I've... I said those who will suffer with me will rain. And so... Yeah. I've had those discussions with people where they're like, I can learn if there's sunshine. I'm like, I mean, you might be able to, to an extent. <laughs> to an extent, but ain't no pain to get you right quick. Yeah. I'll yeah. Tell you, for real. It sucks that the pain has to be involved, but I definitely mm -hmm. have learned a lot from mm -hmm. pain. And it yep. makes you grow. It makes you stronger. <laughs> mm -hmm. Man, I'm trying so. to tell you. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed that episode. If you did, Subscribe to us, and you can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. You can find all things Testimony Musician Story at TestimonyStories.com. Until next time, I'm Gaylika Brown, the music lover constantly seeking positive music.